Now we getting random phone calls. Are you aware <laughs> of what was said on your podcast? Huh? What? <laughs> what podcast? I don't do a podcast. I don't do a podcast either. Yeah. Uh, who is Titus and Levi? There's a lot of people named Titus and Levi in the world, dog. You bugging. Yeah. yeah. Happy 5th of July. The year is really moving and almost over. It's kind of freaky. Um, hope you're having a nice Monday since apparently everybody was off today. Since that's how I work for the holiday. That's nice. Um, salute to y'all. You know, hope you're enjoying your, your day, your foods. Hope you got more Not The Experts in your life. Hope you, hope you played Not The Expert with Cornhole like we told you to on Sunday. Hope you did that like yeah. we asked you to. As always, I'm Titus. I got Levi here with me. And we yo, yo. are Not The Experts. So we here though. Um, Levi Games. You want where you want to start? We want to start with the NBA. Yeah, we can. We can. You want to give you a shout out? Yeah, shout out to uh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, we can work back. We can work backwards. I guess we can go from the fourth, the events of the fourth. Yeah. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joey. Joey. Uh, shout out Joey Chestnut for busting another record. Uh, Sucking down right? 75 glizzies and buns. No, 76. 76. The previous yeah. record was 75, correct? Yeah, that he he broke his own record. Um the goat of the glizzies. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't watch this because I just can't watch that show. The mm-hmm. I saw watching the Game Contest a long time ago. I just got over it at a certain point. Me too. But the the look on his face afterwards which i did see mm-hmm. it looked like one he regretted what was going to happen in the bathroom after this mm-hmm. and two he looked like a, he had the face of how did my life get here yeah. to where i'm eating glizzies on a stage for people's entertainment i mean 76 of them on a stage for the entertainment of people like how did i become this that's what his face told me personally you remember yeah the, you well you remember the dude from the the overseas dude i don't want to say i don't know what country he's from the overseas Kobe dude Ashi. who get who they banned it was Kobe, Kobe Ashi, Ashi, right yeah, yeah. Remember they, they banned bro I was like why y'all banned bro but bro he was going kind of crazy I think yeah I don't know up. he was trying to wreck events or something my man was yeah. wild because him and Joy were rivals yeah it was an intense rivalry because that's, Ashi- that's when I was watching <laughs> Kobe Ashi <laughs> was, was the king yeah because yeah I started out um I mean back in our day man Kobe Ashi who, who was Joey Chestnut no nobody heard of Joey Chestnut at one point, maybe he wasn't even in the competition, and Kobayashi was the king. But uh, yeah, Joey Chestnut slid in. I don't know why Kobayashi did get banned. Maybe he was wilding. Haven't heard anything yeah. about it. But I heard Joey Chestnut did say uh, on a podcast recently that he's very interested and he's thinking about soon he'll probably go over to Japan and do some type of competition with uh, Kobayashi. But it just can't be with MLE. Major League Eater. I bet. Oh yeah, I bet Triller would sponsor it. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet they would Trilla, too. Yeah, Triller would have in the middle of a, of their celebrity boxing matches, they would mm-hmm. have just a random eating contest between Kobayashi and. <laughs> exactly, that would be the event halftime show. And it would be more action packed than the actual boxing matches on their cards, which is says a lot. 
Yeah, probably. Company. Yeah. Yeah. How many more years do you think Triller got before it goes up in the flame of burning money? I don't know. I don't know. I can't see him in 2020. I maybe 2023, maybe like halfway through 2023, he'll be out of here. Okay. Or 2022. 2022 is next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they might get like one event out in 2022 and then it's just over. And then we get a fire fest level documentary on it, which I'm here for. So you're I'm, giving them I feel uh, like if you're Oh, so you're giving them a year. Yeah, I'm giving them basically yeah. a year. I feel like if your entire uh um uh steez is built around people who aren't really professional boxers and they keep trying to raise sex on who they fight. Eventually somebody's not going to care about helping y'all out, make y'all look good. And they're going to smoke you. And then your whole company goes down the drain. You know, they're going to do the wrong person wrong. Yeah. Um, at some right. point and it's going to blow up in their face. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like um, this OUMA company called affliction, right? Mm-hmm. They did t-shirts and then they like had actual events or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they built their whole company around Fedora basically. Well, they did like two events, I think. And then Fedor failed a drug test. I mean, not Fedor. Fedor's opponent, Josh Barnett, failed a drug test. The fight got canceled. And then they never did another event. They just disappeared. <laughs> it was gone forever after that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how they left. Wow. <laughs> a better example would be Elite XC. Elite XC was sponsored who uh, built their company around Kimbo Slice, RIP. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Cyborg over there, too, is still a legend in women's MMA. But yeah, they basically built the company around uh, Kimbo Slice. And they were getting on CBS. And Gus Johnson was calling MMA matches, which was... That was a wild time with Gus wow. Johnson calling MMA matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he knew nothing. He knew nothing about the sport either. That was funny. He didn't know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was just you know Gus, so he's loud. But then yeah. Kimbo got, Slice got knocked down thirteen seconds. Elite XC went under. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, these these upstart fighting companies, man, they 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 be messing up. They take one L when they build around, it and then it's over with for the whole company. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Shoot, that might be the only one that was really successful was Strike Force and Pride. Because Pride was an overseas organization, the UFC ended up buying them out. But yeah, so the it. fighting game is literally the most dangerous game to play if you want to literally yes be a fighter yes. or yeah <laughs> start a fighting club. Right. Either way, wow. either way, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Unless you're gonna take like the route of just trying to build up amateurs to get them to the next level, it's mm-hmm. not a good game. It's not a good game. You no. trying to come out here and actually make money? No, don't don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. Stay at home. Stay at home. <laughs> But if you would like well, to pay me to come talk about your event and hype it up, I will gladly sell out. I don't care that mm, much. I'll yes. sell out. I'll sell yeah. out for, 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 for things that don't really affect my life, like MMA, I'll sell out for that, bro. Like I'll come, I'll go talk about a trailer event. I, like I know what I'm talking about too. I, I, like yeah. I've watched a single Paul Paul uh, fight. I haven't seen any of them. I'll pretend though. I not the experts does not mean not the sellouts. That's a fact. That's <laughs> That is a fact. We're here for the money. That's a for real, especially right now. You gotta get the money, and then you start building on your principles. After that, you bring yes. principles back. After that. exactly, <laughs> you get the bag, and then you become principal. What does it take now? Ask for forgiveness later, something like that. That's all right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The jump yeah. just started. Somebody might be asking. For, somebody might be asking for forgiveness right now. I think the jump just started. Oh, oh, is it the full <laughs> panel? Is it the full panel? I don't know. I'm very interested. Put some app to see what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need you to um, very update, with this. update us with that. But um, before we move on and to sort of filibuster mm-hmm. and shift the conversation back a little bit, we it is a little bit. It may be a tired conversation. We've never had it, so I would like to have it. Titus, in honor of Joey Chestnut's face of uh, regret or seeming regret. 
and 76 hot dog uh, conquering. Do you consider professional eaters or somebody like Joey Chestnut an athlete? It's something. I don't know if it's an athlete, but it takes a level of intestinal fortitude, literally, mm-hmm. to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I respect it because I, I kind of don't, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it, I guess. I acknowledge that it is. it takes something to do that. I won't say it's Wait. athleticism, but it does take something to do that. Wait, so you said, I'm sorry, did you say you do respect it or don't respect it? I don't respect it, but I acknowledge what they're doing. Okay, so in my opinion, I would call them an athlete, but especially in the context of if you were someone who would call like a major league gamer an athlete, you're definitely, uh, I would say, professional eaters or way more of an athlete than professional gamers are do you agree with that i might put them in the same category honestly yeah but I'm gaming at least takes a level like being a professional gamer at least takes a level of hand-eye coordination that is ridiculous and communication eating hot dogs yeah but okay you stage, could also say too you gotta that, be you just gotta have a good stomach no it's not just that up. i mean uh you got to go on these certain like restrictive diets. You have this whole process that you go through and every eater has something different, but I mean, Joey Chestnut, he works, he has to work out a lot, uh, keep his body in shape. And then too, like he trains his jaws a lot too. He does like a lot of jaw exercises. He'll just eat three, four packs of gum at a time every day. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I would say they put themselves through more physical demands than, a gamer does and then it still takes skill the mental strain i mean it is a mental yeah it is a mental strain to be a professional gamer though because that is a lot of hours of trying to learn how to play video games you don't think it's mental you don't think it's mental though when you're shoving hot dogs down your throat you're 70 deep and you still got a minute left you got to push through i mean not really i just don't respect eating for I i just don't respect the eating game i'm sorry like, okay. I don't, I'm not really. I don't really watch wrestling games like that. But like I did, I mean, um, when 2K announced their league, I read like the the practice requirements to like make it to the draft stage of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I would never do this because there's no way I'm playing this game for 12 hours or however long. You know what I'm saying? But they're both not really athletes. They're just people who do things really well and okay. are skilled in. They're they're uniquely skilled. I'll say that. That's one thing. So um, we can depart with update? both. I'm sorry. Agree. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, Rachel Nichols. Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins were on set. I don't know what they were saying in the beginning, but it was it was all there was no uh third there was no um bottom what's it called bottom, bottom third or top third okay. yeah it was bottom just third, people talking yeah, yeah. yeah it was just people talking in serious voices and Richard Jefferson was saying something and when I unmuted for a second he was like I'm not excused from it Rachel's not excused I don't know what was going on but it sounds like an apology was given but now mm-hmm. they're they're moving awkwardly on to the they rolled the jump intro. And then moving on to the Phoenix Suns as favorites in the NBA Finals, question mark. Ooh, ooh. Well, yes, we'll get to that, that in a little happening. bit. Um, yeah. It's only s- 4.04, so that was a very brief uh, uh, conversation, I must yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we can uh, yeah. plug the Patreon really quick as that conversation is coming. But, I mean, can I yes. ask the question now, are you surprised they addressed it? Because that's kind of a big no, decision. That, do you address it or do you just kind of act like nothing happens? And then yeah, I feel like when it. the Times gets a hold of it, you don't have a choice. It's like, okay, the Times just dropped this editorial on, on us. I feel like we got to say something. 
Mm. You know, they didn't yeah. manage to keep it quiet for for almost a year, basically. Oh, this happened a year happened ago. In... Did you read the article? No, nah, I didn't know. Uh, Time did a whole piece on it. Oh. I just saw uh, like everybody go oh, yeah, and yeah. talking about it on Twitter, and then somebody had posted. The, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, recording. So the, the specific shot. Oh yeah, I read. I read the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so it happened in the bubble last year, and. Yeah, they kept they were having mm. a bunch of private issues with the jump and everything, NBA countdown and stuff. But it just got oh. released public. It just came out. Yeah, it just the Times just got the story this year. Probably well, I'm gonna have to read that then. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's who check your equipment before you start talking, please. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> we'll save, I'll save the rest of the Patreon. I'll yeah, I'll double have to uh, <laughs> do that. But yeah, um, I wrote down too. Um, I'm putting on the uh, Twitter poll plugging the twitter poll as well at nte podcast i'm i'm gonna ask the people who they consider more of an athlete the gamer or the professional eater you can do that you can definitely do that um i'm sure hot debates hot debates going on here at not the experts (laughs) it's what what the people come for it's what they come for (laughs) (laughs) oh man so um, I guess we can move, continue moving backwards to Saturday night, July third. Mm, Not the experts travels wait. through time. Oh, uh, the Hawks game six. Yeah, yeah, and the yes, uh, yes. yeah, the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. You want to start it off? Uh, yeah, I actually did. I did watch this game um, as much as I could while I was at work. Mm-hmm. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. I did catch this game. You caught the PJ Tucker quarter again. I mean, the Chris Middleton quarter again. Uh, I saw Peter Tucker make corner three. Pat Connaughton was going off. Um, it was one of those things, man. The Bucks were actually came out ready to actually end a series. You know, they did what they were supposed to do. They hit the, hit big shots on the road. Good job by them. Mm-hmm. And shouts to the Hawks for, you know, trying to get back into it. You know, they, they put forth a good effort and force trying to get back into it. But I think, you know, shout out to Trey for trying to play. He clearly wasn't right. Um, he clearly, you know, still a little hobble, but it's fine. You know, he went out there and he tried. Um, Cam Reddish, I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I really like Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the Hawks look, the Hawks, I mean, there's no shame in them losing. There would have been shame in the Bucks losing that game. Honestly, I would have been ashamed of the Bucks that lost that game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Bucks did well, man. They got there, they did what they need to do, made it to the finals. Um, I'll save my prediction for later. I do have a bold prediction that I may have totally based on the fourth quarter of the of the Bucks Hawks game. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Uh shout out to Drew Holiday. Shout out to Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, man. Shout out to them for holding holding Giannis down, you know, mm-hmm. and playing like they had an identity for once in their lives. Why why yeah. isn't anybody asking the question, uh, are the Bucks better without Giannis? Uh, it's a stupid question. Oh, well, it's a stupid question, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I, it's not I'm they're not nobody's better, done that but they're not better but what they do is they like and like they know how to play basketball without relying on him at the at the dribbling a lot yeah you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it's like okay we don't have to worry about we don't have to take that so we can just kind of all we all know what we have to we all know our roles better i feel like they know their roles better when he's not there mm-hmm. which circles right back around to your man budenholzer yeah i think it's um probably it, it is that the role um because you got Giannis switching roles a lot throughout the game right, and he's pretty much right. dictating that so you're always you're playing reactive instead of proactive and I think that's what slows the yeah. Bucks down and causes them to get those slow starts a lot of times is they're trying to f- 
feel it out a lot, mm -hmm. uh, see how Giannis is going to approach it and how they should approach it, how the other team's approaching it. And at the same time, um, I think they just put more effort in too, because you know, like, hey, Giannis isn't here. We don't have yeah, that. you don't have that starter. Dude, that's going to get us. Yeah, no. exactly. So we yeah. got definitely got to be on top of our game. So they can't right. be called sleeping out there. Yeah, yeah. And they're just a streaky team, man. Their best player is just streaky. Mm -hmm. Drew is mad streaky. He's consistent defensively, offensively, he is mad streaky. Middleton is the ultimate streak. Mm -hmm. That man, you never know. You yeah. never know with Chris. Like he put up what twenty three in the third in the fourth quarter. He almost lost the game single handedly. Basically, mm -hmm. he, tried, he almost blew the by himself. The Drew you know, Holiday experience. You mean Chris Middleton? I mean the Chris Middleton experience. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you good? You good? I understand. But yeah, it's it's a mess, man. That team is wild. Shout out to Boonholzer for Doug Peterson his way to a finals. Yes. I'm just trying to decide how I feel about Doug Peterson in that second. I'm sorry. I was trying to decide how I feel about him for a moment. I was I had a I had a terrible flashback. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I said it. I just had to just pause for a moment, just think about Doug Peterson and mm -hmm. his actions. But yeah, man, the final should be interesting, bro. I think it's gonna be a good series. Well, actually, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a good yeah. series. I don't. Um, but you know, Suns, Bucks. Now mm -hmm. ESPN put out a very interesting article today, Levi. Mm -hmm. They said that every five years we get like a historic finals moment. Um, and they went back, they went, they literally went back to like 1991, I think. So it went 2016 was the game, uh, 73 win Warriors losing in game seven. 2011 was Dirk getting his championship. 2000, 2011 minus five, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. 2006 was D Wade's championship, you know, mm -hmm. the comeback, him winning his first ring. And then all the way back, like I think 01 was uh the three, maybe the second part of the three peat for the Lakers. Okay. Coming Shaq Lakers. And yeah, so it's kept going back. And every five years we get a really hist a historic moment. Mm -hmm. So the historic moment we'd be Giannis completing the, the Thanos glove of accomplishments mm -hmm. for a um for NBA player, Depoy, MVPs, and finally get the championship. Oh, it'd be he Chris got Paul rookie getting of the year, right? Did he, Did he get rookie remember. of the year? No, I can't remember. Why don't I want to say, was he in the class of Michael Carter Williams? Because if so, Michael Carter Williams over a kid of the year. He knew that was very Did Yannis even play his? Well, he didn't play lie. when he got signed. Yeah. Correct. Didn't he have, have to yeah, wait I'm a few pretty, years? I'm pretty sure. He may have waited a year or two, actually. Yeah. But, you know, he wasn't good for his first couple of years. He was just like a, a talent. Uh, let me go to yeah. Michael Carter Williams page and see what he got drafted. I shouldn't. I couldn't want Deion. That would be easier, but it's fine. I figured out. So you have the Bucks prevailing, them making this, or you're just making the argument that either way, some crazy is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it would be a story. This will be, be historic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So shout out to that. Maybe we'll get a great, a great classic series out of it. Because, I mean, last year's finals wasn't necessarily classic, but it was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, especially Game Six. Game Six was whoo. I watched that game six like once every couple months, bro. Really? Okay, yeah. Michael, uh, Mike Carter Williams was MVP. Was MVP. Oh, wow, how did I know that? Mike Carter Williams was rookie of the year that year. Him and I was in the same class. I don't know where I pulled that from. Is he still in the league? I think he's in Orlando, actually. Ah, that I makes think. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're rehabbing guards, bro. They got him, they got Fultz, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's point guard. It's PG rehab down it's in Orlando. Uh, yeah, Island the Misfit point guards. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, man. So, what are your thoughts as as a, as the resident Hawks fan in the building? Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not gonna go too much into detail on it because that's kind of for the next topic. But they, like you mentioned, the Bucks came out firing. They came out playing. I can't confirm aggressive. he's in Orlando, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm a Mark Carter Williams expert all of a sudden, but apparently I am. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I don't want to get, get that far about life. it. <laughs> nowhere literally nowhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> um crap what was i saying oh they yeah they came out aggressive and we pretty much said we had the hawks winning right but that was because we expected yeah. the bucks to come out flat so right right yeah that's pretty much it um giving my flowers a second bouquet being thrown at cam reddish because uh, he was the only reason why there was a reason to keep watching if you were a Hawks fan at some point in the game. So, yeah, I mean, shout out to the Bucks. Like, oh, uh, while we were watching the game, too, our conversation uh, replayed through my mind of as in when you were talking about just the Hawks being fatigued and this just being too much of a run that they can like they can't handle it. And so I think that kind of became evident, but just not having Trey 100 percent. That's that's a huge killer. That and I think Reddish's minutes restriction hurt because when when Chris Miller doesn't seen uh Kevin Hurd over there, yeah, he's like, I bet, yeah. <laughs> bet it, I'm gonna go get some buckets. Yeah, <laughs> somehow, he just, somehow he didn't plan that for all series, but you know, whatever. Yeah, anything about that the whole, you know, but that's fine. That's, Which that's kind right, of Chris. for the uh, next topic <laughs> that yeah, I was gonna yeah, bring up. Now you're good, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, man. Um, so, you know, you had a great magical ride, magical ride this season. They yes. made it for than you expected. I think what sucks for you, and I thought about you while the game was going on, I was like, you were able to get to the place of, all right, cool, you know, the run's about to end. And then suddenly a seven-point game, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Back? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you accept defeat, and then they, they hit you with the fake comeback. It's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute, start creeping up. Hey. But that's the story of the uh, Hawks playoff run, the Conda. That is a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Come but you got some great kids. memories out of this. Oh, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Even though they lost that game, Trey's three in game six in the, in Philly in the corner, that three point out of nowhere in the corner in game six. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite highlight of the playoffs because it didn't make sense. Oh, like, almost, yeah. I'm like, that's this guy. So that's <laughs> like, your favorite guy, highlight? I wanted to ask it's you, one of them, let's, yeah. let's reminisce because, well, I kind of asked to um, I'm just going to go ahead and name my favorite play of the whole playoff dunk. run. It's definitely the John Collins dunk on Joel Embiid. And then oh yeah, yeah. probably uh, the press conference the next day when John Collins showed up in the T-shirt of him dunking. Yeah, Lopez, Lopez should have done that to counter John Collins. Uh, he should have. He should he have. Sh- <laughs> Those broke Lopez. Um, right. Oh, right. Shaq, do you AKA think? Baby Shaq. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask the question. I don't know how to necessarily ask it because the wording of uh, who had the better run, mm. I don't know if it justifies it, but kind of comparing this run to the bubble run of the Heat last year because the Heat were a fun team and every a lot of games were close. Uh, well, no, am I remembering that right? They swept a lot of people, didn't they? They swept the Pacers. They beat the Bucks in five. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of uh, but it was some, it was the some, finals it was some were fun. competitive games in there. Yeah, yeah the finals yeah. were fun, and they had some competitive games against the Bucks. I don't remember the Celtics series at all. 
Like, I don't yeah. know anything about that series except they won it. So, I just think you know, the Hawks that series run was, was more magical. If you had to compare, I mean, it was runs. for you. I mean, well, you're I th- fan, of course. yeah, but I think if you wa- watching the Hawks was more entertaining, like there's more star f- factor in it, which is crazy to mm. say. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the Heat at the time, so I kind of, but I like now look back and on, I enjoyed it. Like they mm-hmm. beat the MVP, dog. They beat the MVP yeah. in five games. They, yeah. sent, <laughs> they sent them home. They <laughs> they had LeBron. They, they Jimmy Butler put out one of the greatest game five performances I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He was just not. He was hitting every shot, and he had to yep. lean on the score table, like, and gave us a great meme for for ages to come. Mm-hmm. You know, so I gotta say the Heat run was more impressive because they did make the final. They did take it to where it needed to go. Um, okay. they, they got to the final stage before they were defeated. So I gotta say he had a better run. But the Hawks run was great. You know, it's not, yeah, no shade on the Hawks run. It was nice. You know, appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. No problem. I thought of shade after I said that, but I'm not gonna say it because it's not necessary. Dude, I'm Doesn't here matter. for the shade, man. I'm here. No, no, I'm not gonna do it because I don't like the. I don't want to. I want to be that guy. These playoffs. I don't want to be the. <laughs> I want to be the injury guy. These playoffs. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It also would have helped Julius Randle. Uh, mind worked. Are we calling? Yo, that that's the crazy thing. The Hawks played. <laughs> the Hawks played two broken offensive people back to back. That's really crazy. But Julius Randle and Ben. <laughs> They got the Dang. broken guys. That, we that, did. I just thought about. It. I just put that together. <laughs> they, they really just got the broken pieces. We did. Yo, Julius Randall put up a workout video the other day. Or somebody put it up for him. Like uh-huh. I think Nick's put it up, and everybody's comments were, "Go to your right." That's what every comment. Said. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. It was. It was, and it's true because every highlight was literally to the left. I think. I don't think it went to the right ones of the highlights. So, ah, <laughs> it works. You're going nowhere. At all, at all, man. But, yeah, man, what else you got? Well, you say you got the next segment? Well, segue into uh, Nate, Nate McMillan signed Nate. to uh, a four-year extension as the head coach. I don't think the money's been disclosed yet. But um, okay, as the uh, conductor – of the Nate McMillan monorail, I'm excited yes. for it. But at the same time, sometimes it is be careful what you wish for. And once you actually have it, you kind of get that second, that buyer's remorse for a second. Yeah. And yeah. it's only because the last game ruined it for me a little bit. Titus, as you, as you mentioned, Cam Reddish went off. And yet, uh, I can't remember if I wrote the... I don't think I wrote the minutes down, but he did not get enough minutes or the minutes that he should have. And Kevin Herter mm-hmm. got twice the minutes. And Chris Middleton and the Bucks attacked Kevin Herter. And Kevin Herter was not Ooh. productive offensively either with only five points. Also, with Trey Hurt and not being very productive either, offense nor defense, Lou Williams got 11 points. I mean, 11 minutes, I think, he got to play. So, Nate McMullen was the prescribed pill that was needed for the Hawks' troubles this year. As in, he's, he was a lot more laid back. He, can, I think, uh, 
we got a lot of egos on the team. It's a, it's weird egos though. It's For not sure. like me, me, me egos. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of I feel like it's mad. No, I feel like it's mad passive aggressive egos, which yeah. is probably the problem. They all have like <laughs> chips on their shoulders. And I think yes. part of it too is as a collective as a team is because nobody pays attention to them either. So they're hurt by that and nobody uh, counts on Atlanta. So, and I think, I don't know. Um, and Nate McMillan just kind of came in and he let them do what they did, but he was just that calming presence, that wisdom, uh, you know, in the back, but being so even right. keel, steadfast and conservative that might bite him in the butt as well, as we've seen him not straying away from probably his pregame plan of minutes. He didn't adjust. Yeah, um, he butted. It I think up. the minutes. I think the minutes thing with Cam. I think they just want to look at a long term plan. Exactly. Yeah, that's the one know, argument they want to have for that. Yeah, and that's um, part the trade of thing. I do. Yeah, I do agree. They probably should have played Lou a little bit more. Just let Trey like get some more rest. But it's mm-hmm. also like I said, the ego, the balancing out the star player not being on the court when they yeah. you know don't want to be out there. But then it's also like I'm like we could put I was thinking you could have put Lou next to Trey. Then I thought about having to play defense with Lou and Trey on the court at the same time, and I realized that's that no, I just erased that thought from my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, you know, Nate McMillan, man. I mean, I said but still before. shout out. I'm still happy. That's just my little uh For sure. you know, playing devil's yeah. advocate it's, it's, with myself. But I get it. I, I definitely get it. Um, I'm looking at Nate McMillan's playoff finishes in Indiana and what seed they were. Mm-hmm. We got seven, five, five. Four, they were ninth last year, but I ain't gonna hate on them for that year. Um, so the Hawks were five seeds here, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the Nate McMillan wheelhouse. This is this is the Nate McMillan area. <laughs> the four, the four five seed. You know, you're there now. That's where you are. <laughs> but he never. So, but he's never gotten to an Eastern Conference Finals before. Has that's he? what I was getting. To. That's what, I don't think so. That's what I was getting to. But now you have he might have the he might figure it out. Now he might know how to do this playoff thing. Yes, yes. Because, you know, he's broken through. He has a team that might be able to get him through. He has a team that really likes him a lot. Yeah. Um, so hey, yeah, maybe the future is bright. Yeah. Nate, maybe you Nate also McMillan. lose the first round next year. But maybe you don't. Maybe you lose in the second round. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of options. Yeah. Nate Nate McMillan, um is the professional athlete who's having career woes and needs a change of scenery and then moves to a different team and just starts balling out. And that's what yeah. Nate Dogg's going to do. Mm-hmm. like to see it. like to yeah. see it. Yeah, salute to Nate, man. Salute to Lloyd Pierce, Nate's friend Lloyd Pierce. Yeah. Um, to help him develop those guys before they all decide they didn't like him anymore. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, it was a magical year for the Hawks that didn't really make sense because it's not that they just had a great second half. They were awful. They were not a fun watch before they turned it around, bro. Like Dude, the Hawks. Yeah, they were a terrible yeah. watch before they Dude, figured I, it out. It was I so bad. I stopped watching the Hawks, bro. I was getting was pissed terrible. off. Yeah, it was terrible, and that's the other reason why you can't say it wasn't any chemistry issues. There had to be. Mm-hmm. It had to be because they were so bad, so so bad, and they yeah. picked it up, you know. Um, and I want to shout out to them for all you know coming together and figuring out how to get along with each other and play better. You mm-hmm. know, I shout out to them fixing that chemistry because that chemistry is that's the. Once that goes, man, it's a wrap for the most part, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty much learning how to. I'm sorry, it's probably it's pretty much, uh, of course, is managing personalities, but it's harnessing all this energy and emotion from uh, your egos and harnessing it as a collective. Say, hey, don't 
you know, you're not playing against your teammates here, okay? And y'all all harness that energy together and go take, right. take it out on the refs and the other team. <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. This is totally random. Speaking of the refs, I watched um, some of the uh, FIBA game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I watched some of the FIBA Slovenia. basketball yesterday. The the Olympics. Uh, yeah, Slovenia. I watched Slovenian uh, Lithuania game. Mm-hmm. I saw Luke was barking on the international refs, like they were in the NBA refs. It was really funny. I was like, "Oh, you do this? You this is your energy all the time." Yeah. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> he was barking like he was barking hard on him. Yeah, they called a foul on him. Like he did not appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. But yeah, I wonder how much Nate. I wonder how much Nate's um, history as a former player helped him out a lot. Get the respect of the locker room because you know a lot of guys like to play for former players. I don't think Lloyd was a former NBA player, right? I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds right. So I wonder how much that helped him relate to those guys, and you keep everybody, keep the ship afloat. That's that's an interesting uh, perspective. Mon was actually age. I thought of um, I, how old is Lloyd Pierce? Um, he may was not young as, for a coach. He was yeah. young for a coach. Head coach. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the youngest in the league, if not the youngest. Yeah. But I, I think right. age probably had to do with it, along That's with inexperience. Point. That OG status. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So. Yeah, Lloyd is forty-five. So. Okay. And uh, so I don't, maybe the players didn't take him as seriously. And I think, too, I mean, Lloyd probably just has a different personality and he's probably uh, more of an enforcer. Right. Um, and I don't see them taking to that well. So you probably just need an older dude, like former player. It's just yeah. somebody who they're naturally going to trust more, I would think. Right, so right, I, right. I'm more thought of the age and probably just personality, too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, it could be another thing where, like, they just get tired of the voice. You know, yeah, Not and you probably just out. yeah, and as a young coach, you come embarking a lot, and then right, that gets right. old real quick when you're not getting <laughs> success from it. Yeah, yeah, even as a, even as, yeah, even as a, um, a old coach like Stan Van Gundy, you know. Yeah. No, exactly. That yes, yeah. that was Stan Van Gundy's problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. For sure, for perfect sure. example. I watched a video of Gilbert Arenas and Dwight Howard talking about this fairly recently too, when about Stan in Orlando. Oh, and really? Like how he didn't really, yeah, and how he didn't really, he said, how he didn't really empower Dwight or anybody else, basically. Yeah. To do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, Stan's great with X and O's. He doesn't get the personal part. I'm like, that eh, makes sense. Makes mm. sense. He was like, because he's such a fun dude. He's such a jovial man. Yeah. You know? he, has a, it, he has a fun it, laugh. It is a weird dynamic. Right. He has a really yeah. fun laugh. But Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau's the same way. Thibodeau's a joy. And then he's just not that when he's coaching. Yeah, just, I, I think stand up. He's like that to other Not people. Awfully, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think he's yeah. like that to other people. But when it comes to him being in charge of other people and then like managing those who are younger than him as well, and he has the position yeah. of th- of authority, I think he's got that approach of like because when he gives a take, he gives a take, and he's pretty hard stance in it. So I think he just comes right, with, right. with the approach of oh, I know oh, what's best. This, Shut up. The same thing to in me. coaching. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense actually. That yeah. really does make sense. Yeah, I think we figured yeah. it out for sure. You're not going to tell me how to do my <laughs> job and what to right. do, what to think. I'm going to tell you. You listen. You do your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I can see that for sure, especially as coaching, definitely. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Nate, man. The Hawks' future is something. It's potentially very bright, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess what your next topic is on the Hawks. Decision time is approaching, isn't it, Levi? Uh, yeah, it is. Tough decisions. That Was that your next topic on the Hawks? 
Actually, I didn't have any more topics. Uh, oh, you didn't? Hawks, oh, but I just gave you one. <laughs> go ahead. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so the John Collins Max is looming over them this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you. I know I said on the last show I'm with the John Collins Max, but I thought about it more, and I'm like, I feel like you want to talk off the Max a little bit. You just do. Yeah. You want to yeah. get them off the Max. You want to get them a nice, substantial number, but you want to get them off the Max because yes. that is a lot of money. And it's one of those things with John Collins, right, where he's super valuable – but I can't tell you exactly why. Yeah. You know, it just works. <laughs> like, what's not going to do? It just works, man. And he's clearly a primetime performer, right? Like, he's clearly a primetime performer. Mm-hmm. He showed he showed up in the playoffs. Now, his numbers in the regular season went down across the board this year, which is, yeah, I read oh. that. Yeah, yeah, shooting and mm-hmm. shooting and number of points went down and everything. But it's also probably a nature of the fact that they added so many pieces he was trying to find his role. Yeah. You know, he's trying to figure out his role in that. And for the most part, I really didn't complain about that. And I, I really expect, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But if he's moved to your fourth option offensively on some nights, what do you pay that? Like, what do you really pay that? You know what I'm saying? He's not necessarily number two with the Hawks, right? He's not really the number two guy every night. Like, he is sometimes. But if Bogdan's there, Bogdan's getting buckets, you know? But college rim running is, is important as well. It's a weird situation. I, you can okay, but I would uh yeah. I lean on the side of he's worth it and you pay it because the majority of the time, seven out of ten nights, he's gonna get you what you need offensively. Um and he's automatic too. I I mean he was creating he came through a lot in the clutch for us off that little oh, he uh did. Yeah, that little turnaround or dribble pull up from pretty much the yeah. elbow or just right outside of right. the paint area, those mid-range jump shots. So um, he products uh, offensively. And then, but when he's not doing that, I mean, look, how much was Ben Simmons getting paid? Because he's pretty much have been able to do what Ben Simmons did, sort of, and then with a lot more of the offense. So I think that's how many you justify How many all defense it. teams has John Collins made? None. I'm. I don't think. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So he doesn't do it. He doesn't do everything. Miss him. But I think the offense is maybe a little more potent. Okay. It was a bad example. It, but... No, the offense is absolutely more potent. I'm just yeah. saying. We gotta get. We can't take everything away from business this summer. Yeah. Leave a man with something. All right. So, stray away from the max. Try to convince John he isn't worth the max because I'm not sure he's totally worth the and, max either. But it makes yeah. everybody not better. only pray, not only pray, but. But pray now. I pray that he takes less than max. Pray these other teams are offering him a max. Yeah. Because then, yeah. <laughs> then you're yeah. then you're in a very very bad spot. Yeah. Because John Collins, right? I feel like you don't want to pay him the max, but then I also feel like he's not replaceable. Right? Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't think you can just replace that. No, you because can't. it just works, Levi. Mm-hmm. John Collins, it just works. That's that's mm-hmm. all I have. <laughs> that's all yeah. I really have for him. You know what I mean? That's why I think, he's... I think any. Go ahead. But, oh, I think a lot of teams close to the title contention would take him, right? Like yes. if, you put, if you put imagine John Collins in Denver. Yeah. Next to Jokic. Lord mm-hmm. have mercy. You <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, they're, they're, he's a valuable player, but it's also a player that you just you gotta think like, ah, that's a yep. lot of money, John. You know? But somebody's gonna take, I think somebody's gonna take a swing at it this summer. Mm-hmm. I've heard the Spurs might. I mean, there are people who say he'd be perfect with the Spurs, and I think, I mean. I feel like people say I'd be perfect with Spurs, basically. Um, this is where you had to factor in. I, I I just think even if team another team makes gives them that offer, 
there's not yeah. a guarantee he's going to go with the money. He may actually thoroughly enjoy living in Atlanta and his teammates and playing with them and thinking they have a better that's chance a of winning because you have that's a way a better point. chance of staying in Atlanta, like of winning. And that's finally the one thing yeah. Atlanta has now is we don't have this in the past. Like if a player wanted right. to walk away, they have a better chance of winning somewhere else. You now have a pretty good chance of winning if you stay in Atlanta. Hey, how about this? I'm building a fictional world, right? Mm-hmm. A world where Carl Anthony Towns decides he wants out of Minnesota. And you have to put a trade packs together for him. I don't hate that. Wait, trade You got but... the Collins backs on your books. But you got your Collins backs on the books. What do you do? Oh, what? no. I, I'm keeping John Collins. Okay. Because the effort's there way, <laughs> way more consistently than Cat. <laughs> but hey, man, there was no effort for this team for half the year. And then Nate showed up. Maybe Nate can get Cat to give the effort. Yeah, uh, well, I he's mean, a whisperer. Oh, uh, well, we got he's it the effort now. Whisperer. <laughs> he's the effort whisperer. <laughs> yeah, he is. But no, I just want to throw, I just want to throw it out because I feel like the only, because I feel like it's not really a elite level guard who would want, who, who would, elite level PG. You can't take a level PG. I mean, the only other player I think if you take an elite to like a Brad Beal, maybe, but you can keep John. What for that, the Hawks? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Like you get like a bill, but other than that, I think you got it set where you are right now. Unless you really, unless they really want to take that like that Philadelphia step, you just go all in for a trade like they did with Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? You just want to mm-hmm. do something like that because it did. It was literally seven bounces away from getting them to the conference finals. Yeah, you know, like um. So if you want to do that, you know, you got a shot there. But I'm not. I don't know. I, I think I think I bring it back though. I want to bring it back. I want to bring it back desperately. But yeah, you you bring him back because. Mm-hmm. The only way you don't bring him back and what they'll try to supplement him with is Okongwu, which he has shown a lot of he shoot he showed a lot of growth during that playoff. Yeah, he showed a lot of promise for sure. I don't know what you do with Okongwu either. I was talking about it with um, a friend yesterday because he's got the talent, but I don't want him as my starting five if John Collins is my starting four because the height isn't there. So when you're going yeah. up against a seven yeah. foot team, I'm be honest. That's why I trade John Collins on 2K every year. You know, I play with the Hawks just because yeah, I just don't height. like the height. I don't, you know, I'm trying. I'll be trying to get. I, be, I play like a low key traditional type thing with the with mm-hmm. the big men. So I'll be needing that. I'll be needing that rebounding dog. <laughs> he can't. He can't get it for me. The and athleticism's in 2K, there. In 2K though. at least. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, but um, that's I'll be, I feel you on that. But so that's the one little thing as to why I can see the Hawks doing it because I think that's the one of the first arguments I've made in this playoff run of us talking about whether you resign Collins or not is because I'm thinking, yeah. who are we going to get like in return of a Collins and not right. pay How more you replace for that? that. Yeah. Right. Especially with this run, it's going to be hard to just willingly take a step back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very difficult. And I mean, you get, you show Tony, you can make the playoffs now. So now that pressure ain't going to go away. Tony's not going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. So like, Hey, I want that or better next year. You know what, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what, yeah. that's what Tony Russell is going to be on. Um, but I like yeah, it. Finally, it, though, we got somebody in Atlanta who wants to win, bro. Finally. Thank you, yeah. God. Thank but you. But you, you like it until they become that that owner. You know, that owner. That's meddlesome. That, that oh, owner. like Cuban you know or something? Mean? Yeah, yeah. You like yeah. it until it becomes that. And then it's – but for right now, it's beautiful. Yeah. He, you know, he did he, – right now, it's great. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the, they did put the writing on the wall this offseason when they kept – when they, like, signed Gallinari. It's like, y'all going to make Gallinari off the bench? I don't think he's – I don't think that was his plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they signed Gallinari and they drafted O'Connor. It's like, oh, y'all are ready, preparing for a post John Collins world. Mm-hmm. This was the thing with the Haw- with Hawks that they get into. It's the embarrassment of riches stage, which 
once again, for a team that already kind of had chemistry issues, can get very difficult, especially when mm-hmm. expectations get added to it. And roles are going to come into play. Like Cam's going to have to get more minutes. Hunter's going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. It's going to get weird. You know, Capella's starting. You're going to have a Kongu behind him, and I don't know how Capella, how Kongu's going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be happy about that or not. But I think Capella's kind of a trade piece at some point, right? I think they're going to move on from that. You got to. That's that's what I was going yeah. to say next. Is that if we are trading anybody, and if I had to just substitute one guy out to automatically improve the Hawks, it's Capella. Like we got to get stronger um, yeah. at the five. Yeah. Right. Right. Or right. get it. And more like Capella did his thing, but it's. I mean, he's he's not. I mean, he kind of got shown that he really can't guard the elite of the elite. Yeah. You know, he kind of got shown in these playoffs. So because he didn't really do much to limit Giannis at all. Mm-mm. You know, no, he didn't. Um, no, oh, Kongwu yeah. was doing a better job at that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's like it's one of those things where Capella's he's great. You love his rebounding and his his you know veteran his veteran veteranism. Mm-hmm. I made that up, but we're gonna rock with it. Mm-hmm. We love that, but it's also like I don't think we need you necessarily, bro. He's yeah. more play. He's more placeable than anything, I think, for sure. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Him and Herder, him and Herder might be the most placeable pieces. Yeah, because if Cam's, if you can put Cam, if Cam is this or some level of this going in next season, you got Hunter. Yeah, Herder's kind of replaceable. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we're we're also, I think, we're discounting the fact too that we're if we had a hundred percent Cam Reddish and a hundred percent DeAndre Hunter. Um, in the next year, there really may not be a need to make a lot of moves because I think I think it's more about just clearing different. the clutter. I think it's more about just decluttering, which also I don't know if that's working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's more about decluttering yeah. the roster. It's kind of getting down to who who you're gonna. That's what got Who are they? Who are gonna be our building blocks for our future? Yeah. yeah. That's next year. Well, make. if you want to declutter, then that's when you get rid of uh, you know, the Scholar Maze, the. <laughs> The Chris Dons, the you know those guys on the back of the bench, the dudes who don't get minutes. Yeah, you got to clear the dudes that get minutes, because then they're not gonna be happy with the minutes they're getting at some point. It happened in Boston. This is what happened in Boston when they yeah, were trying to rebuild too. and be yeah. great at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like it's a really weird, but it's a really difficult balance to play. And if you got Bogdan too, if you got Bogdanovich again, mm-hmm. so you got Bogdanovich, Herder, Cam, and Hunter, and that's all like your three fours. You're two and threes, and Hunter can play. Hunter plays three, four, right? Basically, so yeah. So yeah, you got all that. You got three. He plays three. Yeah, you got three potential twos in Bogdan, Herder, and Reddish. Mm-hmm. You, it's a log jam, dog. That's a real log. And Kevin it Herder, is. I know they made him play point guard before. That's something we don't need. A like we don't, we don't, we don't need no. that anymore. No, we point don't. guard Herder. I don't. Everyone, I probably never see that again. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> another easy little fix too. Which I don't know. I I doubt we're gonna re-sign Lou because he's probably gonna want, even though we he, Lou doesn't get paid, he's probably gonna want too much money. Then we're Ooh. willing to pay him. I don't know. Y'all play so well. Lou might come chill with y'all again this year, next year. And it's in Atlanta. And he loves like, it. He loves Atlanta. He loves yeah. Atlanta. So, but yeah. I mean, he, my boy I mean, almost you, considered retiring though he when did. he got that trade. That was notice. really funny. That was really <laughs> funny when that happened. I'm like, like damn, you Lou, really like, you really gonna, Yeah, you're gonna do this to us, bro. You coming to Atlanta? <laughs> Who was sick? Who was sick? He got traded, dog. Yeah. Let me just coach. Let me just show up. Look, man, I'll just be honest, bro. It just hurts me having to say that Herder's like the trade piece, bro. I mean, I'm I know say it, it. I've been riding on the Herder train since day one. So, 
Yeah. He's a, he's a great, he's a really good player, bro. Like he's a really, really good player. But yeah. I look at the ceiling of Reddish, I look at uh, Bogdanovich, like, I don't think we need you. Yeah. I'm sorry. But but the thing is, like, Herder's really good when he comes off the bench. Um, And he just yeah. got taken out yeah. of – he was forced to do a little too much. And some – I mean, he prevailed sure. some of the times. Yeah. They did ask a lot of him with Drake. I was like, hey, Herder offense. Like, yeah. I don't think that's my game. But, yeah, and it's really not. No, but, he had to because, like, the t- – yeah. Instances when they down. were throwing Chris Dunn in there or Reddish or like yeah. even Lou Will at times, um, like playing these bad. bigger guards, yeah, like they had to right. get Herder to run it, right? Right, right, they were down bad for sure. But yeah, man, if you turn team chemistry off, it won't be a problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have everybody who you want, everybody you want, and just roll with it. <laughs> Let's go, that's true, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Do we need did, what did the Suns? Oh, the Suns made the finals when we last recorded, right? They were already in the finals. Yeah, they were. Okay. Well, what else? Is that you want to see the topics we got? Yeah, we need it, or was that it? I think that was it. Okay, that was a good discussion on the Hawks. Uh, future. It was. It was. It was. I'm trying to line up another NBA show for us. Um, trying to line it up. I'm, I'm gonna get get with everybody and see when they can do it. Uh, if I start tomorrow night, so probably before game one, I'm gonna try and line that up somewhere in the series. So we'll look oh, you want to do y'all. a short prediction right now? I mean, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, the, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so Levi, when I watched game six and I saw the Bucks almost blow a 20 something point lead, mm-hmm. you know what I said at that moment? Suns in five. Mm. I that's the first thing I thought I had was Suns in five, mm-hmm. and I know that's probably extreme. But dog, the what the Suns do, like I'm sure I might be overlooking some things. I've listened to some shows and guys are talking about some of the Bucks, the some of the Bucks new thing wrinkles that they threw in with the switching and everything, how that could bother the Suns. The Suns know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's very few times I watch the Suns, I'm like, oh, they're they're lost. The Bucks have looked some level of confused and panicky every just about every series except for the heat one where they were just like we're not losing the series <laughs> you know except mm-hmm. for that when they've seen confu- and the next one i'll be more sympathetic towards i guess because it's the nets and that's a that was a monster team they were playing against um but the hawk series they just look like there's times they just look lost bro even in that series like okay this is working let's stop doing it the Suns aren't mm-hmm. gonna stop doing it. Suns about, hey, this is working let's keep doing this until you figure out a way to stop it guess what you're not gonna stop it because we're just better than you so yeah. I feel like I think the Suns have an edge here, man. I just I trust them more. I trust them as a team more, and I trust Monty Williams a little more. Exactly. What separates a good team from a great team, especially in today's age of the emphasis on shooting it from the three uh, and not really driving to the basket, is that are you good enough to supplement? Are you able to o- overcome your bad shooting nights? And the right. Bucks aren't. Right. Bro. They don't have an answer no. for the backup. And it just so happened in those two games, they didn't have Giannis. They were absolutely firing. I mean, they couldn't On miss. Fire. It seemed like at right. times. So, right. uh, and we've seen the bu- we've seen the Suns do it. Um, them able to overcome bad shooting nights. And for sure, like you said, I think they're smarter. Um, they got a smarter floor general, um, and they got a mm-hmm. smarter coach. So, yeah. I got the Suns wanting this. Yeah. Now, I do want to say some of the defensive matchups are still going to be fun. They I'll are. Down Chris Paul. I'm super excited to see how that goes. Um, Middleton, if he's guarding um, Devin Booker, and see mm-hmm. how that goes. I'm trying to figure out what game P- 
PJ Tucker and Devin Booker are going to get into a situation because that's for sure coming. That's mm-hmm. for sure in the future. And I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I'm here for every piece of it. But yeah, man, the Suns' ability, the Suns um, on the shooting thing, the Suns' uh, desire to be like, hey, let's go take mid-range jumpers because we can make them all. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on three so much is a great play. Mm-hmm. I think my – and on top of everything I was saying, the healthier. Like, Giannis might come back. Do you think Giannis is going to look 100% yeah. the way that knee bent? You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know how much I trust them without that. The yeah. Aiden situation, I do want to see Aiden. I want to see what Lopez can do with Aiden because Lopez has been a solid defender. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't been a full liability except for when they run terrible drop coverage. But you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Aiden has cooked everybody pretty much these playoffs. Yeah. Um, Maybe the Bucks can threaten him a little bit by making him have to go defend with the if they go five out or whatever. Um, but I just I favor the Suns for sure, and I trust Monty Williams more than I trust uh, um, yeah. Mike Budenholzer. Now I the will. only thing here is Levi. For me, the only real question is like, is this naturally just going to be Giannis's time? Because mm-hmm. he's got everything but the ring. He's got mm-hmm. it all but the ring. I mean, so does Chris Paul. But like, the the Bucks team has been through so much. Like they've taken the progression, like losing in the playoffs early taking a terrible humiliating defeat and are you overcoming that to make the finals like is this finally gonna be the breakthrough for them or is this gonna be chris paul's breakthrough and I, <laughs> it's so confusing because yeah. this there could be a breakthrough for anybody or mm-hmm. is then booker gonna ascend to, to world level superstardom and end up making people's top 10 list next year like i don't i don't know but i am excited to see it but right now i still do favor the suns i still do favor the suns right now this nba finals is Final Destiny Edition NBA. <laughs> it's With a both these state, bro. Two teams of Destiny going at it. Yes. The thing is, yes. we don't do it enough. And I think it's because we don't want to be recklessly speculative or jinx people. But I think even though I've, I'm leaning on the Suns, at the end of the day, I'm leaning on whoever is going to be the healthiest um, because we don't yeah, know with Giannis. Yeah, honestly, bro. Chris Paul may flop himself out of this finals. We don't know. Um, <laughs> he almost broke his hip. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> is this the Chris Paul destiny for him to get all the way this far and for him to flop himself out of it? We don't know. Who knows? So, did uh, he retire if he did that? He, you got to, bro. You got to. <laughs> you definitely have. And to, also, I bro, I think for both these teams, this feels like, hey. This is your year. If you don't get it this year, I don't know when you come back it back. It does feel exactly. like that, right? Yeah, it does. Like, it, it does. That's why like you have to do them. it. You have yeah. to, man. I feel like yeah. I see some great efforts from everybody involved. But, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it, though. I am. The more I talk about it, the more excited I get for it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking like, forward to really it, too. Is. Oh, but I to give a, I want to give a game one prediction because you mm-hmm. mentioned drop coverage and it did remind me, do not be surprised if Milwaukee comes out with the drop coverage. And Oh, ex- you know they will. Oh, yes. Let's go try it for one game. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but if any of the teams out that you've done it to so far, I think the Suns are the most appropriate ones because even though they are very capable of shooting from the three and have great nights from the three. They want to take also, the middies. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not the most consistent. So they, right? Yeah, they do like to drive and they do like like to take the mid range shot. So I don't think the that's drop fair. coverage is actually going to be that bad of an approach. The yeah, question is, fair. are the that's Suns going to be on or point. not? Right, and I do want to say though. Now, 
if Bobby Portis is forced to play defense on anybody in drop coverage, then all bets are off. No yeah. offense, Bobby Portis. Please don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because, you know, Bobby, he been, he been, he been hibachi when it comes to that drop, when it came to the coverage in these playoffs. He's kind of been hibachi on the defensive end. You know what I mean? What's that uh, mean? No offense, Bobby, sliced please, up. I don't have no yeah, yeah, he be getting cooked, bro, on the skillet yeah. with the with the with the fire onion. That'd be Bobby. Oh, that'd be yeah. Bobby. Bobby's oh, the fire. Oh. He be the fire onion, just getting cooked mm. up. You know, no offense, Bobby. I really don't want no smoke. Please, oh. I hope you don't listen to this. I hope no one who knows you listens to this. I really don't want no problems, <laughs> Bobby Porter. I respect you as a man. I, I respect you as a man and a basketball player. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be honest, Bobby. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, please don't. I'm surprised. Um, in place. Yeah. Bobby's a pretty decent defender. I'm surprised he's not better, though. I thought he could like be able to see the back of his head with how wide his eyes are. Crazy as are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has 360 yeah yeah, vision. Yes. Now, you know what I do hate about the finals, Levi? Besides the fact that it seems to me that my sports love, my period of sports is winding down because I'm I'm not going to really watch baseball. I'm not going to lie. What I do hate about this is the late starts because the finals and ABC want to start the game at like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'd be hating that, bro. Cause you really don't start till nine 30. Cause you got to listen to JVG and, and Mark Jackson talk for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and then you finally get to the game. I've been wanting the game. I, I, I'm a, I'm a seven 30 start person, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to somebody who's going to be at work so I can watch the full game, but I don't like, I'm a seven 30. Let's get, I want to be by 12 o'clock. I want to already be analyzing it, you know, yeah. and be listening to people talk about it, mm-hmm. not still have it just ending. I don't like that. I games be, get my games over with early. Halftime needs to be at 830. 8.45 oh, uh, halftime should be. My ideal time is 8 o'clock. Give me the 8 o'clock start. Yeah, I like 8 too. I don't hate 8 either. Yeah, but 9, nine is always too far. Even 8. Even 830. It's, I feel the same about college basketball. Yeah, even with college basketball, like you know, they always start like nine seventeen or something. Like, bro, get this mm-hmm. game. This, this this is a twenty minute half. Get this thing off my TV. Hurry up, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I be. That's how, that's just my that's my personal rant. But yeah, I, I feel it's that, here, bro. Mm-hmm. And two K, bring back the finals patch on the jerseys in two K. Y'all bugging? I don't have the finals patch. Nah, swag. Uh, yeah, you're wet. right. You're right. And bring back the old finals logo with the with the Larry O B trophy NBA. Why do I get rid of that for this cursive writing? I remember the Larry Beach. I remember back in the day, Larry B trophy used to be on the court. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, now it's got cursive saying the finals. I don't like that. I really don't. I don't like it either. Gentrified logo. 